Hello, and welcome to The Joy Within, where we're eliminating negativity one thought at a time. I'm Kyle Greenfield, and I'll be your guide as we explore how to be calm, confident, and happy in our crazy modern world. Join us each week as we dive into some of the biggest ideas in spirituality and personal development. We'll learn what it takes to gain control of your own mind, master your mood, and navigate the many ups and downs along the way. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started so you can become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Joy Within's podcast. If you've been following along with the last few episodes, you know that we're talking about the five ways negative thoughts are secretly controlling your life and what you can do to stop them. So far, we've talked about stress and anxiety-related thoughts, and last time we looked at doubt, so check out those episodes if you missed them. Today, we're diving into the third category of subtle negativity, and that's internal criticism. And then over the next two episodes, we'll look at external criticism and overactive thoughts. So by internal criticism, I basically mean negative self-talk. It's that little voice in your head that beats you up whenever you do anything that's less than perfect. It says things like, oh, you always do this, or you never do that, or why can't you just get this right, or you should have done something different than you did. And if we're honest, I think everyone can relate to this. I think everyone struggles with this on some level. And often, Those thoughts can come back over and over and over again. And sometimes we listen to the same stories every single day that just gradually wear us down. They're like a constant inner narrative that just won't shut up. I think of it as kind of like being nagged to death. And you just want to stop and shout, enough already, right? And when that's the case, these thoughts can be really, really easy to spot. But... Just like the other categories we've talked about so far, this negative self-talk can also be really subtle, and sometimes we subconsciously convince ourselves that we need it. We convince ourselves that it helps us, but it doesn't. So, for example, if you set high standards for yourself, it is easy to convince yourself that this nagging inner voice is helping you to stretch and to improve and to reach for your goals, whatever they may be. But often, just beneath the surface of your awareness, those little negative stories are actually chipping away at your confidence, and they're impeding on your ability to improve and to make progress towards the things that you want. If you're not careful, they can force you into limiting beliefs that cap your ability to achieve and succeed at the things that matter most to you. And that can happen in any area of your life. If you don't look out for this tendency, it can become a constant stream of, I can't, or I'm not good enough, and that will really wear you down. So you have to be on the lookout for negative self-talk, and I think the line that you have to find is when that inner voice is making good, productive suggestions for improvement versus when it's just beating you up for no reason. We all want to improve. We all want to learn and to get better at the things that are important to us. So how do we tell the difference? Well, 
Just like with stress and with doubt, the first step is awareness. Step back, find center, and start to become more aware of the self-talk that is running through your mind, without judgment, without characterizing it as positive or negative. Just observe what is there. As you become more aware of those thoughts, then you can start to pay attention to the quality of that self-talk. Ask, is it helpful? Is it kind? Or is it critical or mean? And if you're not sure, just ask yourself this. Is it the type of criticism you would give to a five-year-old? If not, then it probably has at least some negative bias. Pay really close attention to this. Become acutely discerning. Because if anything, I think that it helps to become oversensitive for a while while you're learning to spot this negativity more easily. And that's because we're often so used to it that we become almost immune to it. We tune it out. We don't even notice it, even as it works on our subconscious beliefs, even as it beats us up. And that's why we start to feel powerless. So this is one of the things I say a lot to my Happiness University students and coaching clients, which is they all want to improve the way that they think. They want to feel happier and less burdened by old mental habits. So they start meditating, and they start following our system, and they start to see results. They start to feel better, and often very, very quickly. But then the negative self-talk creeps in. So what happens is they've raised their energy really quickly. They've made a powerful change, and they're now starting to operate from a higher level. But they still have some of those old negative thoughts floating around, except now because they've raised their energy, they're more aware of that old negativity. And every time it crops up, they beat themselves up. They think, why did I have that thought? Or I should be better at this by now. I must be doing something wrong. And they get mad at themselves for it, when the fact is, their awareness of that negativity is evidence of the progress that they're making. And if you could just shift the mental framework that says that negative thoughts must always be bad, then you could instead use these thoughts as a lever that will help you to progress even further. It's just about shifting that story, often very, very slightly, so you're not beating yourself up at every single turn. Then you can start to focus more on the progress you are making, even as some of this negativity is still present within you. Because as you become more aware, more layers start to unfold, and you have more opportunities to release these old thoughts. So as you're paying attention to your inner critic, notice the quality of that criticism. How does it make you feel? Is it helpful or unhelpful? Once you do that, you can start to shift that energy. So you can move gradually, but reliably. You can move sustainably into better and better states of mind. It is a process. It takes practice. But it absolutely works. It is a skill and a habit. And it's absolutely essential if you want to truly master your mood. Fundamentally, it is a skill that I believe anyone can learn. You just have to have the right tools, the right strategies, and the right mental model that will make it work for you. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. When you're ready to put these ideas to work in your own life, head over to thejoywithin.org and sign up for Happiness University. When you do, you'll have access to all of the tools and strategies you need to eliminate negative thoughts by tuning in to The Joy Within. You can follow a simple step-by-step system to become the calm, confident, and happy person you deserve to be. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with someone you love, because I think we can all use a little more joy in our crazy modern world.